can't tell if the chemistry is good by looking at it. It wasn't clear yesterday. For the last time, the saltwater pool is a chlorine pool. This is the Talking Pools podcast with pool pros from every region in the country. If it happens in a pool, you'll hear about it here. Everything from tips and hacks to the latest tricks and trends, breaking news. We lay it on the line. We tell it like it is because we think you deserve to know. Hey, everybody, it's Rudy Stankowitz, and it is Taco Tuesday, and I am here with the West Coast premier taco maker, as so named by Max, <laughs> who is Kelly's five-year-old, has given her the credit of Taco Queen of the West Coast. So I'm here with Kelly today, and Kelly, how are you doing with that? How did you get the Taco Queen title? Hey, I don't know. I did I'm didn't even know he liked my tacos because he always asked for Taco Bell tacos. <laughs> so I don't know if maybe he's confusing like me making them or me buying them. Oh, so you're getting credit for unwrapping the paper after the drive through Maybe. No, I make him unwrap it, but maybe he's just thankful I take him to t- Taco Bell. Well, do you make tacos He likes his, his tacos with no lettuce and a Sprite. But do you make tacos? I do. do. Okay. But yeah. But I don't make them that often. He when he did my Mother's Day card, I was like reading it, and he's like, "I like my mom makes good tacos," and I'm just like, "Okay, sure, I'll take that." Well, definitely, that's least, completely badass. My five year old is like a, a five going on fifteen, you know. <laughs> so, getting any positive feedback from him is fine with me. Gotcha. So he's in that whole so, he's too cool for mom stage. Me up. He's too cool for mom, but he digs her tacos. Oh, yeah. Oh, it cracked me up. Well, it's funny. The other day he had to go to work with me for like one stop. He wanted to go home so he could have his tablet and, you know, just hide in the room. And he's like, I'm hungry. And I'm like, okay, you know, what do you want? McDonald's. Okay, that's fine. You know, you can have the reward for being good. He's like, okay, McDonald's at home. I'm like, I, I have to get gas. Otherwise, we're not going to make it home. So then and the, the way he did it with his hands, he's just like, okay, gas, then McDonald's, <laughs> then home. Well, because he's, so like, he's a guy. Cool. Let's go. He's a guy. <laughs> he, he knows how these trips go because I'll tell you what, when I go out with my wife and I know she, you want to come with me to this store, fine, I'll go. But then there's like three other stores on the way back that we typically hit that were a complete surprise to me that I had no idea about. So I get where Max is coming from. He just wants it all laid out so he knows what his expectations are. We're going to get a taco. <laughs> we're going to get gas. We're going to go home. Got it. Well, no, there's this, this. No, forget it. I'm staying yep. home. No. <laughs> What's the other thing? No more stops. No right? more. And it's like, okay. I feel him. I get no I, more. Look, next time you talk to him, when you see him, just tell him I am on his side. I can completely relate to everything that's going on right there because it's almost <laughs> like I, I've been tricked into this day long outing when I go to the store to pick one thing up. And I don't know. <laughs> oh, you're like, yeah, I just have to go get some soda, you know, maybe get some toilet paper, and then, you know, five hours later. Yeah, why are we in the DSW parking lot? What's up? That's funny. <laughs> so, is that Ulta? Why am I here? <laughs> oh, I just need to go in real fast and read. 
Oh, no, there's five stores that she wants to go to right here. Oh, I'll be right back. Listen, I'll tell you what. If there was not a Bed Bath & Beyond right next door to the Ulta, I did, do not know what I would do because that Ulta is the one store where there's absolutely nothing I have interest in inside of it. It's just aisle after aisle of makeup and hair care products. <laughs> that place that place is dangerous. Like, I can't go in there without spending a couple hundred bucks. Well, no, because you got to spend enough to get whatever the free gift is. And my sister's the same way. And my best friend's the same way. I could care less about the free gift. Usually the free gift isn't anything I want. So you're you're not home right now. No. I, I had to – I went to Southern California to visit a friend. Um, I did that because I started feeling kind of like burnt out from working so much. Like I have been like the last three weeks, not getting home till like eight o'clock. And so, uh, except for my podcast days. So the only way I could be like, okay, I'm taking this day off and not go to a customer's house was to leave. Cause otherwise every time I'm like, okay, I'm going to take this day off. Someone calls me, oh, I have this going on, or I have this party, this emergency, and I'm like, okay, I'll be over and I'll, I'll go do fix whatever I need to fix. So I really just needed to like unplug, force myself to stop and breathe and regroup. Yep. So I took 40, I'm literally gone for only 48 hours. Went to work yesterday morning, made sure I stopped at places. I went, and then when I get home, I have appointments, you know, in the afternoon to go take care of like my startups and a couple of repairs. Sometimes that's enough though, just getting away for a couple of days. Hopefully next week I could not overdo it. Yeah. And then next weekend I'm taking the kids to Yosemite. Oh, that's cool. So that's gonna make me take more break. There too. you go. So yeah, sometimes yeah. it's good just to unplug for fun. a day. I hear the the waterfalls are really good. I've never been. Yep. I've been not answering my phone to my customers. Good for you. You know, it's <laughs> it's gorgeous, but I guess yeah, the You have to be able to unplug every now and then. I know you know I travel a lot and part of the reason I travel is for those same not weekly, maybe once or twice a year I go somewhere and usually I'll go somewhere where I just can't be reached no matter what even if I wanted to be because I'll be sitting there all I'll answer emails and all throughout the night and check this and check that and work on this and work on that. And, you know, after a while, it just burns you the fuck out. You got to step away. So I'm, yep. I feel you. So. And it's only June. <laughs> yeah. Well, Memorial Day. <laughs> it's that's only it. June and I'm feeling burnt out. Memorial Day. Well, that's the whole thing. And that's the risk. Oh, that was, it was rough. Well, and I thought, you know, hey, I'm not doing service anymore. I'm not going to be so, um, you know, have to get everybody's pool ready for the, the Memorial Day weekend. You know, nope. Totally the opposite of what – I think I was busier than I was when I had a route getting people's pools ready for really? the, the weekend. Okay. Huh. How so? My my pump died. <laughs> My programming isn't working. My app's not working. So you're just running all over the you place. Yeah, my filter broke or my heater broke. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I was leaving it. What? Take the kids to school and to the babysitter by nine and out till eight, nine o'clock. Oh, I was, and even friends of mine that I talk to often, they're like, we didn't hear from you for like a week. This is weird. <laughs> and I'm like, I've, I'm burnt. I just can't. I, I'm just done. I love what I do, but sometimes, yeah, you just are like. How many of those times did you get that emergency call and you get there and you find out it's t something totally different 
than they explain to you on the phone? Almost all the time. Almost all. Okay. <laughs> like, it's crazy. Like they don't know. And I think that's where like you really they don't the customers really don't know what they want. They don't know what they're looking for. You'll get a you'll get occasional ones that have been do, taking care of their pool for forty years, so they have a little bit of an idea. But I think this is where our training can really help us out in figuring out what these customers need. Um, if you don't know how to ask the right questions, then you won't be able to, they won't be able to give you the right answer. And that can actually cause issues within the trust relationship you're trying to have with these homeowners. And I guess we could start with like pool service. You know, a lot of people have their, their weekly services. You know, you can have Gail calls and is like, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for a pool service. What, what do you offer? What, you know, what packages, what prices? And that's a good opportunity to first ask them, well, do you currently have a pool service? Or are you taking care of it by yourself? Find out, you know, what's, what's the groundwork. And sometimes you'll get the ones where they'll be like, oh, I've been taking care of it myself, but it's getting a little out of hand. I have algae and I can't seem to manage it. Or, you know, and, and hey, that's a great opportunity to know, okay, so there is a problem. Let's try to figure out what the problem is and how to solve it. The other situation you can get is, oh, I have a pool service, but I'm not happy with the the service I'm getting. And when they say that, I like to ask them, well, what are the, the things that you're not getting that you wish that you would? And, you know, they'll go into, you know, oh, my pool just doesn't seem like it's always clean. Um, there's algae. It's cloudy. They don't come often. And... That I will also, I'll be like, okay, what are your expectations for your service? Because I want to know what they're looking for so I can meet those expectations. Or if, let's just say they have some expectations that may be a, a little more detail-oriented, I guess we could phrase it nicely. Or unrealistic. Uh, you know, maybe I'm not <laughs> going to be the right fit for them. Yeah, unrealistic. You know? I think you hit the nail on the like, head. I mean, it's all about expectations. It's about expectations, and that should be cleared up. Yeah. That should be discussed before you even start, it, realistically. If you go out there, that's where a service agreement is a beautiful thing because it maps out what you include, what you don't include, what they can expect, what they shouldn't expect, what responsibilities are yours, what responsibilities are theirs. Yep. Like topping off the water level, for example. I know you're not on site long enough to add an inch of water to <laughs> a swimming pool. None of us are. It takes a while. Especially, yep. you know, especially in a pool that has a lot of surface area. It's just we're not there long enough to do that. So there's no point in even trying. That has to be the homeowner's responsibility. That has to be on them. And they have to keep it at that midpoint of the skimmer. And The other thing is, is I don't. Th and don't be, don't be afraid of. I was going to say, don't be afraid when it comes to that service agreement, how long it is. Because, you know, obviously you don't want it to be like a, a novel. but you know, you want it black and white. No argument. This is what you get. This is what I expect of you. I I had a customer who would not sign my service agreement because he said it was too long. And if you really like took all the uh, spaces out for formatting and everything, it was like a page long. 
But I was like, okay, well, I can't service your pool. And he's like, well, then I'll have to find someone else. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. You know, the service agreement is just, you know, what you're expected to do, what you get from me, what happens if I don't do my job? You know, what if there's extras that way, you know, we're all on the same page. So don't be afraid of if your service agreement turns out to be a page and a half. I think mine was three pages. You know, you also need to leave yourself, you also need to leave yourself a chance to update it because you're going to learn things as things go on. There's going to be things that you're going to want to add to that. You're going to want to be able to adjust that even with the changing times, even with things that we're going through now, as far as supply chain uh, issues and things along those lines, you have to have the ability to flex. You have to have the ability to change something that you're adding to something else or a different process or something new that you discover. So one of the things I did in my service agreement, it said that my service agreement would be updated annually. So if I had a customer for five or six years, they got five or six different ones over that course of time. I mean, all uh, variation of the initial one with stuff added or stuff removed, but that he had to sign and resend in. Otherwise, I wouldn't service the pools either. So I agree with that. I also had, I also had a clause in there that um, changes could be made with a 15 day notice, and that had to do more with chemical price changes. Okay, we as we've known in the last couple of years, they can change monthly or weekly. And you know, I'm not going to try and change my prices for my customers. Yeah, weekly. Gosh, I ha- doing repairs. I I don't go by what the price was last week. I literally have have to go like on to their website and check every single time I do a bid because that's how often I'm seeing price changes. I don't care if the manufacturer's like, oh, we just did it now or we're not doing another one. The only thing changing more frequently than than pool chemical pricing right now is gas pricing. And that's hourly. Right? <laughs> Which is a whole different story, so I don't want to. I don't want to drag us down that rabbit hole. But one of the other things you taught, you mentioned before, just in asking in asking customers the right questions, they don't always understand the terminology either. No. So a customer could be explaining something to you, hitting all the wrong. I mean, and, and as far as they're concerned, they're telling you what's wrong with their pool. They're just using all the wrong words, and there's nothing wrong with that because I can't explain a surgery using the correct terminology either. Well, and I think that's where you're going to have to go out there. You just, if you can't understand what's going on, you're going to have to make an appointment and go out there and take a look, you know, and that's because I know many I have customers calling me all, then they'll tell me that the filter is the, is the, is the, uh, the basket, you know, the skimmer basket or the pump pop basket. That's the filter, not the actual filter. And hey, I'll tell you what, I'm not an expert in everything. There are things, and you can ask anyone who knows me, I don't know the terminology to everything. So, so I try to come up with what a, the best way I can, and it doesn't always work out. So I, I'm just like any customer in a field I don't know about. So, you know, you got to give the customer a little bit of a break when they do that. But yeah, like you said, they're going to give you terminology that's not correct. And if you can't figure out what's going on, you got to go out there. You'll get a call that says, look, my my pump is cracked. I need it replaced. So you drive out there thinking you're going to get a $1,700 sale and it turns out it's a $12 basket that needs to be. (laughs) Well, here's one thing I do with, Oh, I was going to say one thing I do ask of customers when um, when it comes to repairs, you know, they're like, my pump stopped working. I need a new pump. I ask for 
three pictures of the equipment pad from three different directions and two pictures of the pool from two different um, directions. That way I could take a look and and see at least what they have. Before you go out. Oh, yeah, before I I go out. Or if they don't want to send me pictures. That's fantastic. If they don't want to send me pictures, that's fine. But I'm going to charge a service call fee for going out because, you know, it takes time for me to go out. You know, your HVAC person charges to come out and diagnose. And that's a beautiful thing, too, especially doing repairs now like you are. They'll call up and say the thingamabob, the thingamajig, and they're not going to know the terminology. Send me a picture of it. I'll know what it is. Just send me a picture. That's great. The other thing is sometimes we almost need a translator. Yes. Because the wording is going to be different or the phrasing is going to be different. And I know homeowners catch a lot of crap for this one, and I'm sure you heard it before. It was clear yesterday. Yes. And then you show up to a swamp. And immediately, as a person, a professional in the industry, you're thinking, oh, you're so full of shit. It wasn't clear yesterday. But when a homeowner says, my pool was clear yesterday, what they're actually telling you is, it was clear the last time I looked at it, which could have been last week. So for them to say it was clear yesterday, that's what they're thinking. Last time they saw it. My favorite one is, I replaced my cartridges last year. And usually that means three years ago. They lose track of time. Hey, and, and that's how I sell service. They do. They, they don't remember. When, when I had pool service, that's how I sold it. They're like, oh, do we really need, you know, service all year round? Well, yes, because the, where we live, you know, it's too warm for us to close our pools. And I would just be like, you know, they'd be like, well, I can clean the pool. I'm like, are you sure? You know, life, sometimes life gets busy. You know, you have your kids, you have your work, you have lives. And especially in the wintertime, you're not going in the backyard that often because your life is busy. So that's where, hey, I come once a week. It's taken care of. If you have time to go out there and take a couple leaves out, that's great. But if you don't, no big deal. Well, the other thing is, too, it's it's like a gym membership, too. If you start service with me now and I'm servicing your pool year round, right, you'll see price increases as they come up. You'll see increases in costs due to inflation and such. But if you want everything to be based off of today's price, you're never going to stop having your service done. There's going to be no big breaks because the minute you leave and come back, you get the new pricing, whatever that new pricing is. And that could be even more than it would have been accounting for inflation. Yep. So let's say inflation takes us up, you know, whatever in a normal year, 10, 10 bucks, 10, 15 bucks a month. So now it could be 50, 60 bucks more. But with everything else we have going on, that could have increased exponentially. So if you want a shot in hell at having the pricing I have this year, you're not going to go away over the winter months. You're going to stick with me yep. through that because I'm going to, you know, that's what I'm basing my pricing off for that batch of customers every year's new price boom 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 yeah yeah you know there were many customers that, that i sense? yeah because i had many customers i for years and they um their pricing was still better than what my base price was you know moving forward and yeah you're you're perfectly right mm-hmm. stay with me all year your price will be the best that we possibly can give you and you know but if you come back yeah um i had I had a full service I had for three years that was probably about fifty dollars cheaper than my base price, but that was because they stuck with me. You know, loyalty gives you a lot. So, give me an example of what, what's the question that you would ask somebody to clarify um, their description of of something. My pool's my pool's just a little bit green. 
you just ask for the picture right away? Not, not, not always. I'm like, okay, can you see the bottom of the pool? Like, you know, can you see your main drain cover? What's the main drain? You see the little thi- round thing at the bottom of your deep end? <laughs> or do you see that long thing at the bottom? That's a way of knowing, is it a swamp or if it's not? Um, when they say have a little bit of algae, is it a little – Yeah. Is it our fault if we don't ask that question and somebody says it's a little bit green and we go out there and it's a swamp and then we get pissed? Should have we asked those questions? I Should we know I better? I think that's where I, I said experience and education really comes in handy in this. You can get those questions answered. If you If you don't know the right questions, I guess, let's say you're a new person to the industry and you're just starting and you're trying to figure this out. I'm Just go out to the pool. Just go out to the pool. You know, make your impression in person, explain what your plan is, and you're good. Now, somebody who's been doing it a while, you may be able to ask questions and take a picture, have them send you a picture and hope to God it's not a picture from last week or a month ago. (laughs) (laughs) But I have this one saved in my phone from a few years ago, but here you go. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, as you, you, I guess as you grow in the industry and you get that knowledge, you know what questions to ask. So newbies, just go out there. Yes, it takes you maybe 10, 15 minutes of your time talking with the customer, sometimes a little more. But until you know what questions to ask, I think that's always going to be the best route. Yes, it takes you maybe 10, 15 minutes of your time talking with the customer, sometimes a little more. But until you know what questions to ask, I think that's always going to be the best route. Now, as you get experience, like I said, that was one thing that I learned about experience was, okay, I showed up to this pool that's a little green. It has frogs. I can't see the second step. Okay. And that's where I came up with, can you see the main drain? Or can you see your cleaner at the bottom of the pool? And they would say yes or no. Okay. So if you could see those things, even if it's a little hazy, it's something that possibly we can chemically treat, not have to drain your pool. If it's a swamp and you're not living on the river, I'm draining that thing. If it's a swamp. And believe me. Living on the river. Oh, yeah. Because here in. uh, I thought of Chris Farley when you said that. <laughs> yeah, no. And down on but the they, river. Living in a I bed. don't want their pool to pop out. <laughs> you know, I'm not trying to break it. Um, no, 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 no. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> but yeah, so questions to ask, especially I think I when it's green, is can you see the bottom? Is it green? Um, ask for the pictures. And again, if you're a newbie, just go out there and take a look. The, the customer will love you more when you do come out and take a look. They will. I'll tell you what, I try to always stay away from 
questions that will have a yes or no answer. First of all, because I'm not going to get enough information out of it. They're all they're going to be doing is parroting back what I answer if they agree with me. And then if it's something that could lead toward I don't know, not blaming, but them taking responsibility for something that didn't go correctly. I think the natural inclination is for people to lie and say no. So, you know, did you do this? No. Well, that doesn't help me because now I don't really know what's going on. Instead of asking, did you do this or did you add that? Tell me step by step what you added. Tell me step by step what happened, what the process was, and ask that way. Ask for the details and get them to give those to you instead of just point blank saying, did you or didn't you? Because you're not going to get the correct information that way. Because nobody wants to get blamed and people do take the defense the defensive and nobody wants to feel like an idiot either, like they did something wrong, whether they did or they didn't. But if you ask somebody to read you back the steps, that's a whole different scenario. I'll tell you a story really quick, and I'll try to make it quick. This happened early, early on in my pool career. Back when I was in retail, I was running a counter testing water in a store, a retail store, and a customer brings in a water sample. A lady came in, and I was, you know, young, which didn't help things any. But she comes in, and she's – I've been to the two or three pool stores. I spent hundreds and hundreds of dollars. My pool's still green, and I'm having a party Saturday. You know, the normal spiel. So, all right, fine. So I'm there and I'm going to be the superhero. I'm going to solve this problem for her. So I decided that I was going to have her use yellow out. There's a few steps involved to it. You raise the pH, right? You broadcast two pounds of yellow out per uh, 15,000 gallons of water, follow behind it with an equal amount of shock, run the pump overnight the next day. Again, another two pounds of your chlorine shock. So that's the process. I go through it with her in great detail, write it all down, make sure she reads it back to me and I send her on her way. Two days go by, I don't see her. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, it must have worked. Otherwise, she'd be back by now. And I'd always had good success with the product anyway. Three days, fourth day, there she is standing in my water test line and her face is purple. And she's got that baggie, that Ziploc baggie of water that they bring in with a water (laughs) sample, which I friggin' hated because they would never stand by themselves. So anyway, she gets to the front of the line and she's pissed. And she's like, what you sold me didn't work. You're just like everybody else. It's a scam, this, that, and the other thing. And I was like trying to figure it out. And I was like asking her, I said, finally, tell me what you did. And she said, well, I went to the pool and I raised the pH. I added this, like you said. And then in your instructions, it says to pour two, you know, take two pounds of yellow out per 15,000 gallons. I forget what the exact dose was, that, uh, whether she had 30,000, 25,000 gallons of water. Anyway, it says pour a half the dose around the pool, broadcast the rest across the surface, then do the same thing with a chlorine shock, half of it around the perimeter of the pool, then the rest across the surface, run the pump overnight, and then add another two pounds of shock. And she's, and I was saying, so it sounds like you did everything correctly and it didn't work. She goes, yeah, not only that i still have half the dose up on my pool deck from when i poured it around the perimeter of the pool oh my god so when i told her to pour it around the perimeter pool she did but up on the deck not in the water (laughs) that's a true story (laughs) so there was a (laughs) was this like there was a communication issue as far as she's concerned she did sounds picturing her Putting it around the perimeter, I'm thinking this is some sort of like uh, voodoo, you know, potion. <laughs> right. It was like a, like they do with the salt, yeah. right, to protect them from demons and things, that's right, pouring it around the, green, the pool. The yeah, but, and that's what demons. she had done. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's what she had done, but, you know, 
Apparently, she followed the instructions. She did what I said. She did. I said, pour it around the perimeter of the pool. I assumed she would know I meant in the water. Oh. Is that my fault? Is that her fault? I don't know. We just communicated differently. But it's just an example of how you need to be explicitly clear in your instructions. And also, you have to have that understanding when you're asking these questions that they might not hear what you're saying. Yeah. It's their own interpretation of what you're saying. And it could be very different. Um, Another thing when it comes to, at least on the repair side, when they say there's an issue, um. Let's let's use my pump's not working all the time. Okay. What do you mean by your pump's not working all the time? Oh, it comes on and off. Okay. When does it come on and off? And sometimes they can answer it, sometimes they can't. And the reason I'm asking that is, you know, sometimes there could be a pump issue and it's overheating, so it's not working. So maybe it's 105 out every single time it turns itself off. You know, it can happen. So you can actually ask your customer. You know, while you're trying, let's say you can't get out for three weeks. That happens. And especially where I'm at, all of us are three weeks out, if not more, when it comes to repairs. And so during that time, you can have the customer keep a log or a ledger about um, what's happening. Like, okay, what time is your pump supposed to be on? What time is it supposed to be off on, you know, Wednesday? And then when did you notice that your pump is off? You know? It's supposed to be on from, let's say, 8 to 4, but it turned. I noticed it was off at 11. Kind of reminds me of when you, you go to the doctor and you're trying to find an issue that is hard to figure out. You know, sometimes you have medical issues. You have symptoms that are happening periodically. So you write down, you know, date and time and what you're experiencing. And the same thing can go with a pool. You know, I can't always recreate what is happening for the customer when I come to diagnose. So having them keep a ledger of what's going on up until the point I am able to come out helps me out a lot because then I could try to be there longer. I recently had an issue, a customer, I installed their their pump for them. It was a variable speed on automation. And they called me saying it would turn off after 30 seconds. It's like, okay, well, obviously something's wrong. And I had to go out there. And when I went out there, the pump was supposed to be on and it wasn't. But the automation said it was on. So I'm like, okay, this sounds like it could be a drive issue. I Because I knew this was so sporadic because of what they wrote down, you know, occasionally it would work for four hours, occasionally it wouldn't. Sometimes it would be 30 seconds or it wouldn't be on at all. I knew I had to spend more time there to really see what was going on so I could witness it with my eye. It did end up being the drive was bad and the warranty was able to come out and, and replace it. But if I would have gone out there with an, with barely any of that information, except for it turns off after 30 seconds and that's it. And then I go out there to try to recreate it and it doesn't happen. How am I going to be able to figure out what's going on? Plus you'll get additional information. And you have to learn to sort through it when you're speaking with the Mm -hmm. customer. Like, for example, there's never been a pump issue anybody's ever been called for where they didn't say, and my motor's really hot because the motor's always really hot. Not anymore, not with variable speed pumps, but with single speed pumps. The motor's always very hot. It's just that now that there's something else going on, it's the first time they noticed it because it's the first time they touched it. So then you have to explain things like that. And No, 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 no. It's just really hot. You don't understand. And, you know, so you have to sort through those types of things, too. Yeah, and it's like, how hot is hot? You know, is it really warm? Hot. Did it burn your hand? Do you see steam coming off of it or smoke? 
<laughs> you know, there, there's all those little details. I like to consider us like pool people are the, the doctors of pools. So a lot of these methods that doctors use, we use when we diagnose. Absolutely. And if you've ever tried to explain something to a doctor that you've never experienced before, it's very hard to find the words to convey that information, mm-hmm. to convey to that person what it is exactly that you're feeling. And when a homeowner is talking to a pool professional about something going on at their pool, it can be very similar. If you don't have anything to compare it to, it's very hard to say it feels like or it's doing something like and try to get that information across so that it's clearly understood. Even though us speaking to one another, we know the terminology and the keywords and buzzwords and such. So um, I agree. I think this has been a really good episode. Yeah. There's so much more we could say about it, but I think this is a good start. Okay. I agree. Thank you for listening to Tuesdays with Kelly. (laughs) I appreciate you listening and please like us, review us to us on Apple. Please rate us and give us a review. Same thing on Spotify. Have a survey in our uh, show notes that you would love for input about different subjects you would like us to talk about because we want to benefit you. So thank you for listening and we will be back next week. Next week with Dan Lenz. Yes, we will have Dan as our new co-host. Yes, you guys will love him. He's full of information. I just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for listening today. I'm hoping you enjoyed the episode as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you. Listen, it's been a couple of wacky, crazy, screwed up years from pandemic to Poolmageddon. I just want you to know that we are all in this together. If there's anything that we can do for you, send me an email at talkingpools at gmail.com. Again, that's talkingpools at gmail.com. We're here. This is your podcast. We are the Pool People's Podcast of the Pool People for the Pool People by the Pool People's Podcast. This one is about you. So thank you for tuning in and listening. Do me a favor. Click subscribe before you go. That way you don't miss an episode. 